Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ethan, on me! I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night! If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm gonna take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. What up, what up, fantasy football hustler, back at you, and we are all about that IDP life today. We're going to be talking about some IDP sleepers, so for you guys who play in some deeper IDP leagues, I got the guy on here who is going to put you up on game. We got it, my man Hollywood, so I'm going to bring him on here in a second. Everybody, if you are new to the channel, make sure you subscribe, make sure you like, make sure you go follow me on every platform out there, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's at FFHustler420, or just search Fantasy Football Hustler. And if you're looking to get into a dynasty league, make sure you go get signed up, FantasyFootballHustler.com. We got a bunch of great leagues starting. All right, now, without further ado, my man Hollywood, he is repping the IDP Nation. What up? What's going on, man? Doing good. Just ready to talk some IDP. I love it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. This has been a, a long time coming since we had you on uh, IDP Nation. You've talked about doing this. So glad to finally get to uh, be able to do this with you, man. You've been busy this week. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm almost kind of, I'm <laughs> almost kind of like, I don't know if I belong on this crew because it was an action packed week for you, man. You had some stars and everything. I'm like, dang. Look at him go. And you're the man, Hollywood. I mean, you guys were, <laughs> I would say you guys were probably the one of the first shows that I ever went on. And yeah, I, I loved it. Went on the podcast and then I went on, it was like the IDP night or I forget what it was when there was like six people on there. Oh, the lounge, the lounge. There we go, the IDP lounge. That's what it was called. Yeah, that's something that uh, that may be coming back pretty soon, so. Yeah, you introduced me to that was the first time I ever met uh Jordan. Fifty Shades of Drunk was uh, oh, yeah, yeah, was on that show. So yeah, that awesome. was awesome. It's a good networking experience. Yes, it was. All right, so we got a bunch of things that we're gonna be talking about. So we're just gonna jump into a little bit of IDP free agency. It seems like I I mean, maybe yesterday, you know, a couple big name guys went like Will Fuller and stuff, but what, what do you think? I feel like it's been more of an IDP-heavy free agency than it has been offense. Yeah, there's been a ton of IDP names <laughs> since, what, Monday when the legal tampering period opened. It's just been name after name after name and not really a whole lot of re-signings. They're going to different places. So it, it's going to be interesting, especially with these teams trying to cut this cap number down. It's it's caused a lot of shakeup for sure. Heck yeah. So everyone we're going to talk about on free on this free agency list, they did change teams, except your boy, Jayon Brown. I wanted to get your thoughts on him re-signing with the Titans. Um, one year, 5.25 mil. 
Kind of caught me by surprise. I thought he was going to be leaving. This kind of seems like a prove-it deal to me. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I did not see him coming back, especially with some of the other names that they cut. Uh, they cut Jonu and Corey Davis and Malcolm Butler, Dory Jackson. I mean, they. it almost looked like they was in a clean, cleaning house mode. And um, the, the deal is good for Tennessee. I think it's one year, 5.5. Two five million. So I mean, it's a nice team friendly deal. They know him. He knows the system. He was a pretty good player here, um, and I think it's a good deal for him because I think that injury where he uh, dislocated his elbow or whatever it was, I think that really hurt him. If he'd have been fully healthy, I don't think he would have been back because I think somebody would have paid up for him. So at the end of the day, I think it helps us both, uh, him and the team, and um, just glad to have him back, man. Yeah, that injury hurt. What was it, week five, week six, and then ends up going out for the whole year? Like, yeah, it, uh, that was rough because I had high expectations for him, especially in a contract year. You yeah. Know. Yeah, I think a lot of people did, and it just – man, that injury, sometimes that's all it takes, and it just can derail your whole plans. And uh, I think Tennessee was willing to walk away from him, and I think that's the case with, with everybody. They were trying to get under the cap, but at the same time they were like, you know what, you're going to get paid, so go test the market. If it doesn't work out for you, come back to us. So. Yeah, this year's a tough year to test the market with all the cash. <laughs> it is. It is. But I think it works out for the players. While they, I think a lot of them are kind of suffering this year, kind of like Jalen Brown, one-year deals. They're betting on themselves in this one year. Okay, I'll take a cheaper one-year deal, but I'm betting on myself that next year, when after this one-year deal's up, I'm, I'm getting paid big time. So, Yep. And even if you get hurt, as long as it's not – you know, Achilles injury or like something like that where people don't think you're going to come back ever. I mean, even Dak, you know, see him go down. You don't think he's got – I didn't think he was going to get taken care of and then they do exactly mean. what he wanted the whole time. So, Yeah, I mean, he got what he wanted the whole time, but the Cowboys should have – when this first started, what, a year or so, two years ago, they should have just – Yeah, they should have just took care of it then. They, they cost themselves a lot of money being stubborn, so – Yep, that is for sure. All right, Jalen Mills going to the Patriots, four years, 24 mil. I don't like the Patriots. I don't like the rich getting richer, you know, like just with their defense. Uh, Jalen Mills and Stephon Gilmore, probably, it has to be the top cornerback duo in the league. I mean, yeah, they still right got Tracy Jackson too. So, yeah, they're loaded. Um it's, I'm sure there'll be many more of these to talk about here in a few minutes. It's just funny that for years, New England's like, screw you, we're not paying you money. Go test the market, go on somewhere. And then in the year when the contract or the cap drops, they're like, eh, let's just spend what we got. So, uh, But I like it for New England. Um, I was hoping Tennessee would actually go after Jalen Mills, especially cutting uh, basically – three-fifths of their starting secondary. I mean, they cut Malcolm Butler, they cut Dory Jackson, they cut Kenny Vaccaro. They just left uh, Kevin Byard and then whoever, Christian Fulton most likely at the other corner. So uh, I was hoping they'd go after him, uh, but he's a perfect <laughs> – I hate to say it, but he's a perfect Patriot because he can <laughs> do so many things and play so many positions. Yeah. Four years, 24 million, that's a steal for them. So Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about Troy Hill going to the Browns? Four years, 24 mil. 
I didn't. I didn't think that he was going to be leaving the Rams. I, I. I really didn't. I thought that he would like playing across from uh, Jalen Ramsey, but seems like he took the bag here. Yeah, I mean, they've got so many players in their secondary. Uh, I expected a few of them to leave. I just wasn't sure who or where. Um, I kind of thought he would be one that would stick around or they would keep, and it just didn't work out. Um, he's a good player, but I don't think he's, you know, same contract that Jalen Mills got. Now, Jalen Mills is a little bit older, but, you know, a lot more experienced. But for the Browns, I mean, they've got Greedy Williams. They've got Denzel Ward. Um, interesting to see where they'll put Hill, but a little bit more than I would have paid for him, especially with the cap being the way it is. But a good pickup for them. I think he'll help them. And I didn't put him on the list, but John Johnson going to the Browns also. So they picked up a couple X Rams. Yeah, that's the bigger one. I think John Johnson makes the bigger impact, um, especially for the Browns. I was kind of stunned, which thinking back on it, we kind of talked about it on IPD Nation, me and Kyle. And, uh, you know, they have Taylor Rapp. They have Jordan Fuller. They had John Johnson. So – somebody was going to be the odd man out. Uh, and I think they kind of went with the two younger guys and rap and fuller because they both proved when they could healthy and start or healthy and get starting opportunities. They're as good as anybody in the league. So I think they went with the cheaper young talented guys and they let John Johnson go, which for Cleveland, that's huge. I, I think they're trying to put some pieces around to get them over that hump that they just couldn't – well, I guess they did get over the hump getting in the playoffs and making a championship run. But, they, you know, when you're playing with the big boys, Buffalo and Kansas City, you need just a little bit more. So I think this is a piece to try to help them uh, get over that hump. So I like it for them. A good pickup for them. Yeah, and their weakness was defense. I yeah, mean, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, they – I mean, of course, they got Miles Garrett and, and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, they needed a – they needed a few more pieces. I think they're getting there. Uh, they know what they're stacked up against in the AFC now. So, yeah, they're trying to make that uh, correct those issues and make a run themselves. Yep. And then the Bengals, a pair of moves here. Awuzie going there, locking down, um, locking down a corner. Cowboys. I mean, that he was their num- was he their number one for Dallas, their number one corner. I think so. I mean, they had Trayvon Diggs. Um, who I think is their new number one corner. Uh, of course, he's an Alabama guy, but, man, he's so good. Um, but, yeah, they drafted a Wouzier to be that guy, and he did okay. I mean, he he was a solid corner for them. Uh, I think they just, with the whole Dak and then the Ezekiel thing a few years ago where they signed him, I think they kind of knew they're getting against the cap too. So they're kind of going with younger guys. So I think a Wouzier knew he – I don't know that Dallas would have paid him this much. So it kind of, you know – made sense for him to just move on, but that's a good pickup for the Bengals. They need some help on defense for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then they locked down Trey Hendrickson, which I really thought that he was going to stay with the saints. What do you think about him getting away from cam Jordan? You think he's going to have similar success with the Bengals? Uh, Man. First of all, I love Trey Hendrickson. Me too. I thought he was going to get paid, whether it was Cincinnati, Tennessee, Buffalo, whoever it was. I mean, not that that was the names, but uh, he was getting paid and he was leaving New Orleans. They just, with the way they were with the cap, they just couldn't afford him. And I think 
if they would be honest, they would tell you we didn't want him to go. Um, you know, they drafted Marcus Davenport a few years ago to be what he was last year, and it never happened. Yeah. Um, now it may be on Davenport. They have to have him, you know, because he's on that rookie deal. But Hendrickson took a, you know, he a one-year breakout season, what, 13, 13 and a half sacks, yep. huge season. Of course, it helps playing next to Jordan. Uh, but going to – my question was Cincinnati. I think he's going to be really good for Cincinnati. But who are they going to put next to him? So he's yeah. – I expect a little drop-off because they've got rid of Geno Atkins. They've got rid of uh, uh, Carlos Dunlap. They've got rid of um, – oh, what's the other one? Lawson. Yeah, next- Carl Lawson, yeah. <laughs> so they've kind of cleaned house on their defensive line front. So – I love the Hendrickson's on it. I think that's huge for them, but uh be interesting to see what they put around him. Yeah, and he's going to need some help. So definitely. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, for IDP wise, I mean, for NFL wise, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be good, but for IDP, I hope he doesn't take a step back. Right. Right. And then so, next guy, I take yeah, over the guy who spotty took over Carl Lawson going to the jets three years, 45 mil. So they paid him. Yeah. You know, I, of course, everybody knows I'm a Titans fan. He was a huge topic down here before we signed uh, another player I'm sure you'll talk about. But uh, a lot of people wanted Lawson down here, and I wasn't hating that. I thought he would be a good complement to Landry. But going to the Jets, there is a clear-cut rebuild. There's a clear-cut culture change going on up there. Uh, they got a young guy named Quinnen Williams who everybody loves. I think yeah. getting a piece like Carl Lawson – not only helps him, I think, because I, I think the Jets are better than Cincinnati right now defensively. So I think that's a good move for him. Of course, it's a good payday, but I think it helps Quinn and Williams too. And I think Quinn and Williams being that young guy stud, I think that helps Lawson too. So, yeah, I like. I mean, the Jets. I, I really like their defense last year. Maybe it's because I play an IDP and we like a couple guys, you know, on there. The bad teams always have a couple good IDP guys. Right. Yeah, I feel like they're they're definitely improving. Yes, they are. They're they're going to be a team to watch. It maybe not this year, but I think overall, you know, year two with Robert Sala, I think you're going to see a drastic improvement with him. I really do. Good hire by them to pick him up. By the way, it's probably going to be. I mean, we got to go back like maybe like 10, 12 years when the Jets and they had like Mark Sanchez and their offense was like really garbage, but they had guys like Daryl Revis, you know, um, who were just like killing it, and so. Yeah, maybe we get something of that where the defense just kind of like overpowers and. Yeah, I'm dating myself a little bit, but I can remember back um, when they were really freaking good as the Jets with uh, Mark Gastineau and Joe Klecko and, and yeah. those guys. I mean, back in the day, that was you know New York Sack Exchange. That's where it was at. So yeah. they want to get back to that. I think they're making the changes. Uh, it started with the head coach. Now they're getting the players like Carl Lawson. I really like that for him. Three years, forty-five million. That's. I think in a normal market, he probably gets more than that in a normal year. But, yeah. uh, you know, probably – and maybe he goes somewhere like Tennessee or Buffalo or somebody like that. But, uh, man, got to love that for the Jets. Love that. Yeah, and not a free agent. But what do you think about C.J. Mosley? Because we really haven't seen him play there in the last two years because of injury and the opt-out. Yeah, I mean, I understand opting out. Excuse me. Well, first he was injured. Um you know, he had to sit out. Uh, I think they signed him to a big deal coming over from Baltimore. Yep. Um, 
which I love for them. I thought that was a huge move, especially at the time, pairing him up with Avery Williamson, who's now gone. But, uh, you know, he was injured, set out a year last year with the uh, the COVID thing. I think they bring him back. But, you know, I saw something the other day, and it, it was kind of the first thing that I've seen on him that I guess teams are checking in with the Jets to see if he's available. Um, okay. You know, if not, I don't think the Jets by any means are cap strapped, but if they're looking to move on from him, he's probably a piece that they can get a, a quite a bit for. Yeah. And, and, and the kicker here is, and I, I was telling Kyle, my co-host on my DP nation, sorry for the plug, but uh, <laughs> got to get it in there. Um, if I'm a team needing a linebacker, I am blowing the Jets phone up over this kid right now because, like you just said, it he, he was hurt for a year. He set out for a year with COVID, so he hasn't played in two years. He yep. hasn't played in two years, but that's less miles, you know, not that many miles on the tires, and he's still an elite linebacker. So if I if I'm a linebacker needy team, I'm saying, hey, we'll take him off your hands. What's it going to cost us? And I bet you you could get him at a good rate right now, especially with the two years uh, of not playing. Yeah. <clears throat> For sure. Now, I don't know too much about Roy Robertson Harris um, coming over from Chicago to the Jaguars, but the amount of money that they threw at him made me want to bring him up to see if you had any, any insight on him. Three years, 24 mil. Yeah, former Chicago Bear. Um, pretty good player. Um, my, and did well for them. Uh, my question would be, is he going to be able to sustain that same success now that he's not playing the next to Akeem uh, – Hicks, you know, their big stud D tackle going to Jacksonville. That defensive line needs help. <laughs> um, I'm like you, three years, 24 million. I think that's a little bit much for me that I would pay for him if I'm a team. He's not been a huge um, IDP stud, but he's been a he's been a decent option, especially in position specific leagues. Um you know, I'm glad Suxonville took that chance on him. So, uh, you know, anything they can do to bring down their team is even better. That's for sure. <laughs> and right back with another Jacksonville move, Rayshon Jenkins. Um, I, the money's to be determined at this point, but a four-year deal. What, what do you think about that, him going in there to play the safety role? I like that for them. I mean, he's he's been a pretty good player for the Chargers. He's not been a superstar, you know, nothing like that, but – He's one of those players that you're not looking at his ceiling. You're looking at his floor. Yeah. And his floor is pretty high. I mean, considering, I mean, it's a nice, safe floor. It's pretty decently high. So you know what you're getting with him. You can depend on him. He's reliable, all that good stuff. So I think that's a pretty good signing for them. But I'm curious to what it cost them, this to-be-determined stuff. I, that kind of <laughs> makes me a little leery. Yeah, definitely. Now, how about Dalvin Tomlinson going over to the Vikings? Two years, 22 mil, so he got a nice little payday. 27 years old, so probably right in his peak years. What do you think about that move? Love this. The Giants were foolish to let him get away. Um, and he was such a Giants-type defensive lineman. Yeah. just He just fit their – their type uh, going over to Minnesota, it's almost the same type because now you, for years, they played with the um, 
the two veterans, Linval Joseph and uh, oh man, I can't, my brain's it's been a long way. The other guy that they had there forever, but now you're putting him between um, Daniil Hunter. They had Everson Griffin for a long time. I forget the other kid. My brain's just shot today. But anyway, yeah, that's what they like is those stud, young stud defensive linemen that can push the pocket from inside. So that's a good, good pickup for them. And it's not a bad deal. Two years, $22 million. It's 11 I don't know how it's loaded up on the guaranteed money and stuff, but that's that's a pretty sweet deal for them and him. I mean, um, I like it. I like it a lot. The Vikings are going to like it too. Yeah, for sure. I was surprised that they split up him and Leonard Williams because that was a nice little duo. I was too. I was too. I, I, that kind of shocked me because, like I said, that he's their type. He's their kind of guy up front. They, the Giants have always been known for getting those front four guys, and I just didn't see him getting away. But for some reason, they decided to let him walk. So during the year, I always did um, like a waiver wire a waiver wire for IDP and who you've been looking to pick up. And I swear it was Dalvin Tomlinson and Leonard Williams who yeah, I just had to stop putting them in there because I figured everyone who was watching me at that point already knew their names, but yeah, the, the needle never really moved on them as far as like ownership really. And they were always doing very solid. You know, I'm glad you kind of said that because, <laughs> and you'll have to overlook me because my brain just runs sometimes. You know, you said I, I kind of wanted to quit putting them in there. I do a stock market piece for IDP every week during the season, and I'm kind of with you on some of that stuff. There's, you know, there was a couple of players I keep putting in there, and I'm like, dude, you've put him in there three weeks in a row. Everybody knows him by now, but you would be surprised when you go back and look at some of your leagues or or you're getting questions, should I pick this guy up? But And you're like, he's still available? I mean, I've been writing about this guy for three weeks in a row. How the hell is he still available, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. IDP is crazy, and that's why I love it. Stuff like that right there. Hell, yeah. So, I, I talked about a, a bunch of linebackers who changed teams. Can you think of anybody else who was a big-time free agent who changed, changed teams that you think is going to have an IDP impact right away? Mm, Anthony Walker signed today to the Browns. Yeah. Um, you know, they've had Mac Wilson and Taki Taki and uh, uh, I forget the other guy's name, um, Jacob Phillips. So for them to bring in a guy like Walker, they're clearly not too satisfied or happy with what they got on their team. So, um, and you know, for a long, he's been a heck of a player. And I, for especially not only for the Colts, but IDP. I mean, he got yep. overlooked a ton just because of Darius Leonard. Yeah. Um, maybe now that he goes to Cleveland, he's he's that guy. And I mean, he was pretty good even with Leonard. So now a chance to step up on his own. That'll be interesting to see how he works out. And I think they only paid him three and a half million. So yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, the Colts have a ton of money. How are you? How are you not paying this guy? There's something going on in, in Indianapolis, and it may bite them in the ass because uh, there's another player I'm sure you'll mention up here later, um, and I've got some stuff for you on that. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why they're not bringing back some of their defensive players. It just – especially when you have the cap room. Even in a cap-strapped year, you got the room. You got to – you know, they were close last year. I thought they – they if they would have won the division last year, I couldn't have – 
you know, I couldn't have hated on that, even though they're the Colts and they suck. I couldn't hate it on that, but they got a good team going on. So it was Rivers. Why they didn't do it, you know? I mean, right, right. Can't he can't come from behind, you know? I mean, really couldn't sling it at all. Like, I mean, he was like a fantasy relevant, like a two QB league, you know. But yeah, he just couldn't get. They couldn't get anything going on offense. Our defense was legit. They were winning games because their defense in the first half of the season, and just seemed like they played a lot of. I don't know, just more offensive-minded teams in the second half or something. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, I'm ready for this because I want to <laughs> pick your brain on these, <laughs> on these IDP sleepers because I'm, I'm in a bunch of dynasty leagues right now, and uh, we're about to thar- start our third draft right now. Okay. Um, we're in our second one, and I actually just picked Anthony Walker. Um, yeah, just uh, – I don't know if it was before the news. I think it was before the news. It might have been yesterday or two days ago, but 34th, 35th round. So it was nice to see him go to the Browns because Browns always – they always produce some kind of linebacker like Joe Schobert, Christian Kirksey, even going back all the way to DeQuell Jackson. Yeah, I mean, they've – they've oh, ooh, DeQuell Jackson, that's a name. Man, he was yeah. such a monster, yeah. To throw back there. Yeah, they've <laughs> they've had some good linebackers, man, for sure. So you got a couple here. You got four linebackers that you want to talk about. And so these are guys who are pretty much outside of the consensus top 24. So guys who are linebacker threes or later. Yeah, and, and I'll start with uh, – we'll get this one out of the way because I think he's probably more the more known name, Dre Greenlaw. Um, yep. A lot of people are going to say, oh, man, I know him. He's not outside the top 30, but, yeah, he kind of was. I mean, you go back and look at the scoring in your leagues, he was because Quan was still there and in the way a little bit. So, Quan's yeah. gone. You got uh, Fred Warner, of course, the stud there, but Dre Greenlaw is going to be the guy, too. I think he I think he could make as big a jump as anybody, that linebacker, into that top. I think he was in most of my leagues. He was in that. Well, kind of the scoring was kind of jacked up in some leagues. So I want to say for most of my leagues, he was 26 to 35 range in most of those leagues. Most of those leagues, he was 30 or later. There was a league, I think he was 41st, but the scoring was kind of different. I think he pushes maybe easily up into that top 15 with a good year, even with Warner there. Cause, you know, a lot of people say, well, you have a stud and then the next linebacker takes a back seat. And the last few years, that's not the case anymore. You know, you can, defenses can support multiple stud fantasy linebackers. Uh, So I think that for Green, or Green Bay, for San Francisco, I think that could happen. Warner and him, I think they're a good duo together. Yeah, for sure. That's one thing that I do feel is kind of weird and maybe, Maybe it's people playing in more shallow, you know, IDP leagues. I know guys like – I mean, I know you play in some crazy IDP leagues, but <laughs> I'm trying to make it to where, you know, at least seven or eight guys, you know, that should be kind of like the minimum because there's so many good players, you know, unless yeah. you play in 16-man league or something crazy like that. Yeah, and uh, there's so many – like IDP is growing. To me, it's just second nature, you know. I don't – I think standard – fantasy only leagues are niche leagues to me, you know, that sure. even though they're the mainstream in fantasy to me, they're like, what is this? This is a special type <laughs> league, you know? Um, but if you play an IDP league, 
whether it's and I I don't like these leagues, whether it's only three positions, one defensive lineman, one linebacker, one defensive back. I get it. They're good for beginners. You get your feet wet. That's how I started. The first time I jumped into it, I jumped into one of those leagues and I was like, wow, I like this. Now I need more. And when I went to year two, I went from three IDP players to full dynasty mode, 11, 12 IDPs, position specific. I mean, I went full bore. So, um, but you would be surprised that how many questions I get or how many leagues I'm in. And I go check some of these players, their availability. And I'm like, there's no way he's there. And sure enough, he's there. IDP can, there's so many points left on the table because I, I'm in a few leagues with some really smart fantasy managers. And it's almost like they don't care about IDP or they don't know about IDP and they're leaving points out there. So you can make up a lot of ground with them. So, you know, even though Dre Greenlaw is a common name, you know, among fantasy experts, IDP experts or fans or whatever, go check. You never know. He might be out there. So, yeah, um, it's, it's crazy. But, yeah, kind of got off track there. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> We're all good. And I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I played in, uh, in a few – not expert leagues, but guys who say that they know what they're talking about when it comes to IDP. Right. Yeah. I mean, even in your casual leagues, you know, they they just leave points out there. So don't be afraid to go check. I mean, you never know. Heck yeah. So who do you got next on your list? Um, let's see here. Who do I got now? I'll just go down the list. Uh, we took one out, so I'll leave him off, maybe mention him in a minute. But uh, Andrew Van Ginkle. Uh, the linebacker for Miami. Yeah. Uh, with Van Noy gone, he was he was already slated to take a bigger role with the way he played down the stretch last year for them. I know they got Jerome Baker, who had a big year. Yeah, he did. Uh, with Van uh, Noy gone, he was slated to step up. But they did sign somebody, or Nardrick McKinney. They traded for him. So yep. I like it. But even with Van Ginkle, I think he still takes a good push forward. Uh, he's a player that's, uh, I'm trying to think, I want to say in that 50, 60 range, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And I think he's much better than that, even with a uh, McKinney, even with Baker there. I think Miami's putting together a good defensive unit down there. So he's one that can, uh, a great bye week fill in, or I would probably put him in that LB3 category. Yeah, I think that's where he can really excel there. You don't want to depend on him as a stud or anything like that, but if you can get him as your LB3, you're rocking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, I know there's a couple people that are high on him because one of the dynasty leagues that I'm in, he got he got taken a little bit higher than I thought that he was actually going to go. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've, I've not seen too many drafts. Um, Sorry, I had to turn myself on fan. I'm getting a little warm in here. Um, I've not seen too many drafts just yet, so I don't know where in startup drafts that is. I'm not sure where he's being valued or like that. Um, I have seen a few trades, though, and I'd have to go back and look those up, but he's, he's, catching, he's catching a pretty good price, you know. Elbow drops to both of you. There you go. Here oh, we're, man. We were talking about you pre-show, Matt. Oh. <laughs> I told him how you're going to come on uh, as Macho Man Randy Savage in a couple weeks. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, but you know, back in the day when I was a 80s uh, 
Oh, you said you're getting me off topic here. Back in the day when I was an 80s superstar wrestler, I could do a mean Macho Man Randy Savage impersonation. So yeah. I might have to polish that one up and break it out here pretty soon. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, next guy on the list that you had was uh, Logan Wilson. I, I like this. Uh, I like this pick. Yeah, and I've actually got two here, uh, but I, I, I actually like Wilson, but I also like his teammate, um, Akeem Davis Gaither. Okay. Uh, both of them come in last year at the same time as rookies. Uh, Wilson's an inside guy. Davis Gaither's an outside guy. But Wilson, man, he is such a freaking stud. Uh, I know they have um, some changes. You know, they got rid of Vontez Burfick a few years ago. They've got uh, Jermaine Pratt now there in the middle. And I think they kind of wasn't happy with him. So that's kind of what led to Logan Wilson. But it also, they needed somebody next play next to him. So, you know, he played limited snaps last year. Excuse me. I think he got a little nicked up. He played a lot of special teams. But if you go back and look, especially down the stretch, man, even with the limited snaps, he was making some impact plays, interceptions, um, sacks, making the big tackles. I think year two, he takes another step. If you can get either one of them, I know Davis Gaither wasn't on the list, but if you can get either one of them, go do it. Cincinnati's – I feel good about what they're doing and building, and for the first time in a long time, I think they're on the right track, and these two guys are going to be – they're going to be leading that. So uh, if you can get them on your teams and you've got room to stash them, you know, maybe they're not stars this year, but I, th I think they're going to take big steps forward. Get them on your team, especially in dynasties. If you've got big rosters, taxi squads, yeah, definitely want those guys. Yeah, I was really high on Wilson last year. I think he was like top three or top four. Uh, yeah, yeah. Linebacker for me last year. So definitely, I, I mean, he obviously didn't play, you right. know, much, but I think yeah, sec sophomore season going to take the turn yep yep i like that say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right. Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. Um, man, big name. Everybody. That's, that's the thing about big names. People get so caught up with these big names and they're like, uh, he's going to be the next Darius Leonard, Roquan Smith, Devin White, Devin Bush, you know, um, maybe if he'd have landed somewhere else, that may have happened. Yeah. Because uh, Arizona had so much going on. But also, they didn't really put him in a certain position, and he really wasn't classified as a certain position. Because, you know, right. he, at Clemson, he played safety. He even played some corner. He played linebacker. You know, it, they rushed him off the edge, whatever. They did so many things with him. Um I think going into this year, you see a little bit more of a defined role. Um, Talent-wise, he's as good as anybody you'll find. Um, you know, there, Hassan Reddick moved on. Um, so I think that helps him getting rid of that. There's still kind of a logjam there with uh, 
some of the guys they have. But, yeah, I think they're going to get him on the field more, maybe a Swiss Army knife type player. But, yeah, definitely worth holding on to, and I think he makes a big step forward. Yep, that's for sure. I, I Last year I, I didn't want to I didn't want to overpay for him, and I felt you had to overpay for him in a rookie draft. Oh, yeah. I mean, the hype is there when you're a top 10 draft pick. Yeah, I mean, I watched it. I do a thing where I take uh, basically any and all rookie drafts, offense, defense combined, and do a spreadsheet where I kind of chart, and you're right. He was one of those players, and I seen it early on. Um, you know, before the draft, after the draft, I take all these rookie drafts in, and his value did not change. If you were going to take Isaiah Simmons – you basically had to spend a late first to get him. Uh, you know, some some leagues he went high, mid to high, or high to mid first, which was a little bit extreme. You know, seconds a little low on him. But overall, if you were going to take Isaiah Simmons, you're going to have to spend a late round first round pick on him, and yeah. that can be tricky. That can be tricky. I mean, compared to a player like Chase Young, this year was the same thing. You know. You're going to get him. You're going to spend a high pick on him. But the difference is the position. And Chase Young is a – I think Chase Young's a generational player where Isaiah Simmons is kind of not. And that position is so more deep too. So, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, the the Cardinals, their defense is legit. Now you're talking about adding J.J. Watt in there. I know they lost oh. to Redick, but, I mean, you still got Buda Baker. Whew. I mean, they're – their entire defense is stacked. I think they're going to make a push for, for uh, at least more than you know, just a wild card spot. I think they they could have a shot at the division. Yeah, I mean, Hassan Riddick turned a one year breakout season into a big payday. You know, he had the one game with five sacks. So I think it's telling that they kind of let him test free agency. You know, because they knew teams were going to overpay for him. Yeah. Um, so it made sense. And then when you have somebody like Isaiah Simmons, it makes it easy. You know, you go ahead and get your payday. We got your guy. We got our guy to replace you right here. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I didn't think that they were going to keep him after they signed JJ. I mean, it just didn't seem like it was going to be possible. Right. Man, what a, what a pair of bookends that is. JJ Watt and Chandler Jones. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The uh, They put the, the NFC West on notice. Oh, that, yes, Absolutely. Your quarterbacks better be able to run. Yeah, 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 for sure. Let's switch it up. Let's get into those DLs. Let's get into those defensive linemen. Awesome, awesome. And um, first three game he was uh, Josh Sweat. Yeah, and there's – man, there's so much discussion. He's a hot topic on IDP right now in the IDP world. Heck, yeah. Um, of course, they got Brandon Graham, who they just re-signed to a – restructured or extended one year or whatever it was. I can't remember right off. So naturally he's their he's their guy at defensive end. They drafted my boy Derek Barnett a few years ago. He's had some injury issues, but he's been effective when he's on the field. Yeah. He's effective. I mean he fits that wide nine technique. Uh good compliment. And then you have Josh Sweat. Uh more of a situational guy, gets a lot less reps than Barnett. Sort of kind of similar numbers. I don't want to dig into it too much because I'm doing an article on it. But I would almost 
I like sweat and most people like sweat. So I think he's a guy you're rolling with. You're picking him up because, and the reason I kind of stopped on my piece and what I'm saying now is before free agency, I thought there was a good chance that you keep Barnett and sweat both. Yeah. Because I almost thought Brandon Graham was going to be gone. And uh, so maybe pump the brakes on that. I think, the future is Barnett and Sweat. If they can get both yeah. of those guys on the field at the same time, that's where they're going to go. So I really, really, really like Sweat. Um, such a good – see, I, I want to see how he does in a full-time role. Can he keep it up? Or is he just a guy that excels with a limited rep count? And, you know, it'll be interesting. Maybe he takes that next step and knocks Barnett out of the way and as a starter. But, yeah, if you can get Josh Sweat – Definitely outside the top 30. He's definitely a guy you need to pick up and put on your teams for sure. Agreed, agreed. And uh, I was really surprised that they that they re-signed Brandon Graham. I, I didn't think that they were going to. That- yeah, I was too. I mean, especially with them moving on from Wentz, uh, doing a number of different things, I just kind of felt like, you know, they released Malik Jackson. They released um, Jalen Mills. You know, they got rid of some of their more – older guys and I thought maybe Brandon Graham not that he wasn't good I just thought he was price range would be a little much for them and they would try to move on so I, I'm like you I was really surprised they brought him back but next guy we got on the list is it do is it Dwayne or yeah, Dwayne Smoot Dwayne Smoot okay from Jags yeah I guess I was – I'm hoping I was a little early on him last year because last year I, I was standing on the table screaming, you know, for him. Um, and he did okay. I mean, he I think he had five or six sacks this past season. Um, not sure why they don't give him a more prominent role. Um, I know in the years past you had players like Yannick Ngakwe and Calais Campbell and those guys there. Um I would like to see him in a more full-time run, more full-time role. We'll see what Urban Meyer, the head coach of Suxonville, does with that. Uh, I know that makes you laugh, but I I will not ever call them Jacksonville. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, no respect, no respect. That's right. right. No respect. But yeah, I I like him. I think uh, this is your four or maybe year three for him. I have to go back and look. I think it's year four, but I'm not sure. Um, I like him. I mean, he's a good, experienced guy. Just give him the chance. I mean, he, he's got some of the better tools that you will need for, in t- especially from the interior like that. He can play inside or he can play outside. So defensive yeah. de- end or tackle like that. So, yeah, I mean, he's worth putting on your taxi squad or on your roster if you've got deep benches. So, yeah, really like him. All right. How about how do we say that? Is it FA? Yeah, FA Obata. Yeah. You know this stuff, man. You know this stuff. A lot of people thought he would kind of the same with Smoot. A lot of people last year thought he would be the guy that made that big jump. Um, you know, they've and Gakwe's no longer there anymore. Yep. They've got Kayvon Chase on or Kayvon Chase on, however you say his name. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm just not a fan of him. Uh, he couldn't rush the passer in college on the best team in college, and 
he's not doing it in the NFL. I just his game's just not translating. So enough about him. I know he's there, but uh, <laughs> FA, I think he has a good chance to be that guy. He can he can out lined up opposite. Shoot, if I could get my words out, opposite of uh, Brian Burns, I think Burns is going to command the attention. So Abada, he has a good chance here to step up and make his name because he's going to see a lot of one on ones. So um, good cheap option. You could probably pick him up off free agency. If you're in some of these really deep leagues, you could probably pick him up for a little of nothing in a trade. So, yeah, just don't be afraid to stick your neck out there and see. I mean, you'd be surprised how less it's going to cost you than what you thought for some of these guys. Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of crazy because it's almost like if uh, – I mean, I guess it depends on when your startup is. But True. it's almost like don't take some of these guys when they're rookies. Just like buy them in year two. You know, or yeah. buy in like year three, and you'll probably get them cheaper than what you would have had to pay to get them. It's a lot of a lot of the guys aren't aren't making uh, an immediate impact. There's not not too many Jeremy Chins out there, Patrick Queens. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, from the Seahawks, Darrell Taylor. Tell me about yeah. him. Love this guy, former Vol, huge pass rusher. Um, has all the tools that you want. Was hurt last year, which was so unfortunate because I thought he, as a rookie, he could have been one that, not on Chase Young's level, but I thought he could be that defensive end two type guy because he's that good. You put talent around him, he's that good. He's he's a really good pass rusher. Long, lengthy, power, speed, great combination. Like I said, he got hurt last year. Um they brought in Carl Lawson because they needed to help somebody. Uh, they needed to help their pass rush. Um, so going into year two, you know, with that injury last year, maybe he kind of reboots as a rookie this year. But, man, the, they get him on the field, he's going to be a star. He And I think it's going to be sooner than later. Get him on your team, stash him, because uh, they need pass rush, and he's, he's going to be a good guy for them. Now's the time. Yes, yes. Javon Kinlaw from the 49ers. They they do got an, a, a couple nice uh a couple nice sleepers on their team, not gonna lie, because uh, the guys like Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, they overshadow these guys so much. Yeah, and uh, you know, they moved on from DeForest Buckner. Um they've got uh, DJ Jones, I think it is. They've got Eric Armstead, if I'm not mistaken. So they've got a lot of pieces up front because they're one of those teams that like to build with that front four. Uh, man, he is just, and I put him in here at defensive tackle because you know, if you're in standard leagues, you're not looking at D tackles a lot. So, yeah, but if you're in position specific leagues, this is huge for you. Uh, year two, uh, he dominated the combine a year ago. You know, they knew they were getting rid of DeForest Buckner, so they drafted him to be that next guy, which was very smart of them. Um, I like. I mean, I really like him. I mean, he can he can take over a game for you when he's on top of his game, and you're you're putting him between uh, uh, a Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead or whoever you know Solomon Thomas is going. So that now there's another opening for him. But you pin him between those defensive ends in front of those linebackers, Drake Greenlaw and uh, Fred Warner. It's almost like 
the rich get richer with some of these players, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he probably starts on most teams, but he goes to San Francisco and he's not a starter. And then yeah. all of a sudden, year two, year three, here he is. He's a stud and he's got freaking studs behind him. So I expect the big things from him. I, I'm excited to see what he does in year two. Agreed. Agreed. Dude is a stud. Yes. All right, let's get into those defensive backs. And, uh, of course, you had to get a homer pick on there. <laughs> Hooker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I, Tennessee just cut so many. We talked about it with Jayon Brown, and yeah. I had another one that I took off. I was going to put David Long on there, but they brought Brown back. But same thing with Hooker. They released Kenny Vaccaro, and I think that's because of two things. One, they're strapped against the cap a little bit. They want to yeah. make some cap room, of course. But two, they saw enough in Imani Hooker to make Vaccaro expendable. Yeah. Much cheaper contract, much younger, and not a huge, not a much different drop-off in production. Um you know, his rookie year, I'll admit, wasn't quite what I thought it would be. But year two last year, especially down the stretch, he made some big plays. A lot of pass deflections, um, kind of a thumper. You know, you got Kevin Byard, who's going to be your free safety center fielder, so that helps. But Hooker, you know, he, he's going to be the man up. I mean, that's just how it is. You, you're cutting a starter. You're not drafting anybody. You're not – they didn't sign anybody in free agency, so he is going to be the guy. He's going to get those reps. And it doesn't really matter. Well, it kind of does, but I'm going to say it kind of doesn't matter if he's good or bad because he's getting the volume, and that's where it starts with fantasy. You know, you want players that are receiving the volume of the reps. But from what he did last year, yeah, I don't think they're going to miss a beat in that secondary. Yeah, and whoever's, you know, been playing opposite of Bayard has always been a solid, you know, player. Yeah fantasy so like you said i mean it it does matter to a certain extent but whoever's played that position has done really really well so exactly exactly uh, yeah and you know they're avoiding Bayard, especially i know Bayard's the free safety so the strong safety kind of picks up naturally because a the strong safety comes down in the box against the run most of the time stuff like that but when you've got to look at it this way too when they're throwing when offenses are throwing on them if you're an offense, where are you looking at? You're not going to – you got Bayard, you got a hooker. Yeah. You're not going to throw cause to Bayard because you know – I mean, he's led the NFL in interceptions a year or two. So, you yeah. know he has those skills. You're going to avoid him if you can. So, yep. um, you're going to test a young guy that's never started or started only a couple of games. You're going to test him and see how he does. So, I think with the volume – with with uh, the testing going on and just the way that Tennessee runs their defense, you know they're a they're a ground and pound team. They want to run it and they want to play defense. So I think that just plays right into him. I, I think he could make a huge jump this year. Definitely agreed. Then back with the Jets. Ashton yeah, Davis. yeah, the Jets, man. I, I'm telling you, they got something going on here. Ashton Davis kind of filled in last year. Um, when they had some injuries, did really well. Uh, you know, they got Marcus May at free safety, so Ashton Davis is going to be your center fielder, your Kevin Byard, if you will, guy. Uh, I think he can excel in that role. And if they keep building that defense, he's going he's gonna to be a huge player. So, yeah, I've got a lot – for my defensive backs, I've got a lot of second-year guys here, and I think that's, that's where NFL teams are going. You know, they see – 
Amani Hooker, you know, much younger, cost a lot less. Let's go with him because the production drop-off is not that great, or if at all. So, yeah, I, I like Ashton Davis. I think he's going to be really, really good uh, for the Jets. And if their offense is bad again, that just means more opportunities for the defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you're right. I mean, the more your defense stays on the field, it sucks for NFL teams and those players, you know, because you're getting tired and all that. But that's more opportunities for IDP managers. You're wanting that high volume. There you go. Yep, that is for sure. All right. Next guy here on the list from the Falcons, Jalen Hawkins. Same thing, same thing. You got Keanu Neal, the uh, which uh, who's hurt a lot, but played a full season last year. He's the stud, uh, strong safety. Jalen Hawkins, he's that free safety, roam the center field type player. Um, much younger, you know. They have Demonte Casey, who's moved to corner, moved to safety, kind of moved around. Um, who was also hurt too. I think you get a player like Hawkins. If I'm not mistaken, you come from California. You get a player like that. Um, just it just makes so much sense. And he, you know, he showed enough that he could hold his own. You got to get those players on the field, and I think he can even play drop over and play a little corner for him if they need to. So versatility is another thing with these guys. That's for sure. All right. I'm excited about this one. Brandon Jones, I'm very high on him as well. So I'm excited yeah. to list. A lot of people are. Um, he kind of got off to a slow start. I thought a lot of people thought when they got rich, when they got rid of another Jones, Rashad Jones, that he would immediately step in there and be that superstar. Yeah. It's it, it's it's kind of hard for a rookie. I don't care what position you play. If you can start from day one as a rookie, that's that's impressive. So yeah, I mean he didn't, but it was you know that just goes to show you there's a lot to learn there. Um, I like him. I think year two you're going to see a huge uh, increase for him too because he started some as a rookie, probably more than some of these other guys, just because Miami didn't have a lot of talent. So he's already kind of got to jump on them with that experience. Um, if they can put some of the pieces in front of him, and, and they are, especially with that front forward, but if they can get that linebacker group with Baker and, and now uh, Bernard McKinney and um, – then Ginkle, you get some of those pieces going. Now I really like what you're doing with these safeties because you're not having to rely on them to make the big plays. They can kind of play free, do what they want to do, so to speak, and uh, be those stars. Like, and I love that. That's and for fantasy owners or managers, sorry, fantasy managers, that's what you want. You want them to be free. You don't want to have to be pigeonholed into. Okay, it's running down. You've got to go down in here. You know, as a down in the box safety and then them throw it over your head. You want that versatility where they can kind of read their self. You know, I think that's when you're looking at safeties, that's what made Ed Reed, Troy Polamalu, Ronnie Lott, um, any of your great safeties, that's what made them good because they could defend the run. They can defend the pass but they were able to freelance a little bit. They were able to decide because they're so smart. I know this is a run call, but they're fixing to throw it here. So I'm going to, I'm going to bail and do what I need to do. And I, you know, that's where your elite guys come in. So I like that. Yep. This one I love. This was probably out of all the picks that you mentioned. My favorite. 
Legarius Sneed, he fell off because of the injury. I was so hyped on him in the beginning of the last season, how he how he took off in his first couple games before he got hurt. Oh, he's a freaking dog, let me tell you. Straight up dog. Uh, love him. I'm with you, too. He's probably one of my favorite picks. I've picked him up everywhere. Now, I know he's a corner, which kind of limits his value some because unless you're in position-specific leagues. But, hey, man, he come out gangbusters, what, those first two or three games last year? Yeah. Got injured, kind of disappeared. Excuse me. And then come back towards the end of the season, and it was almost like he picked up where he left off. He was not hurt. You know, it's like, where you been this whole time? So, <laughs> uh, for a corner, man, he is such a playmaker. Um, me and one of my good friends, uh, I'm sure you've heard of him, uh, at Dingus 4, Matt Donnelly, who does yeah. a lot of stuff for Dynasty Vipers. Me and him, you know, we, we work on a draft magazine for the IDP guys, uh, a rookie draft magazine. And me and him both were like, last year, we're like, him and Amik Robertson, the, the other corner for uh, the Raiders, we we're like, you need to jump on it the, because they were teammates at college. And we we're like, you need to jump on these two. The, these two are the real deal. And, <laughs> you know, they got that dog mentality, that never give up, which at corner you absolutely love. Yeah. You know, they're not afraid to come down and tackle. You know, they're not a C.J. Henderson or Greedy Williams, who I call Mr. Shoestring Tackle. You know, <laughs> if you're running the ball team, you better be ready because they're going to come up and hit you. So Heck I yeah. like that. Uh, I'm like you. Legarius is one of my favorite uh, off this list, and I've actually went and tried to pick him up everywhere I can because he's just – I think he's he's a star in the making. I really do. Yeah, and I know last year I think I got him in one or two dynasty leagues. Um just undrafted. Nobody and nobody, including me, even knew who the heck he was. And this year, um, I think I got him in one of the two leagues that I've done so awesome. far. Yeah, he's a young stud. And if he wouldn't have got hurt last year, he would be much more well known. Man, if he hadn't got hurt last year, the way he was playing at the beginning of the season with the confidence he's playing, man. He might have had one of the better seasons for a rookie cornerback we've seen in a long time. Yeah. And he was playing that good. Yeah. Well, man, I'm. this was a dope list. I like it. And uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. And this is going to be something that, uh, you know, I mean, dynasty people, you know, they probably already know these names, but this is something come redraft season I'm going to be resharing and getting this out there because this is going to be valuable for uh, dynasty. And yeah, dynasty, redraft. You know, whether you're a rookie, uh, first a uh, rookie manager or a first time IDP or, uh, or whether you're a seasoned vet, you know, like me or whatever, go check, go check free agency, go check in trades, check your rookie drafts. You know, if we talk about players like that, don't be afraid to explore your IDP options because you can leave so many freaking points out there. I, and I've said it, I know some really freaking smart fantasy managers. I mean, they will burn your ass at fantasy football. But when it comes to IDP, it's like they don't know or they just ignore it and they leave those points out there. And I'm in a lot of leagues to where, you know what? Offensively, my team sucks. Because I've took over a lot of orphans and I'm like, man, this – <laughs> this team, this team blows. I see why it's an orphan, you know. 
<laughs> and then I get into free agency in these rookie drafts, and I make up so many freaking points just on the IDP side. It's not even funny. So yeah. don't discredit that, especially if the more balanced the scoring is, offense and defense, the closer those two are. Oh, my God, the point differential that you can make up with IDP is amazing. Oh, yeah. If it's something like IDP one, two, three, and it's yeah. Yeah, balanced, yeah, yep. you can uh, go defense heavy and – and make up a lot of points. And yeah, and I mean if you really stack your if you get the depth and stack your 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 backups and stuff, you can then start trading those players for some offensive players. I mean it's IDP can make up a lot for you. You'd be surprised. It's coming around. I love it. It was my goal. I do too. It was my goal in 2021 to get 100 new people into IDP. And awesome. Awesome. I started one league already, and I, I think everybody in there, maybe with the exception of me and one other person, was brand new. So I already knocked out 10% uh, just awesome. that I created. That is so great, man. And within there, we, we so within this uh, Discord community that I got, go get signed up at fantasyfootballhustler.com, get in the Discord community. We got a couple people who – a little bit hesitant about playing IDP, you know, is a nice way of putting it. And a couple of these guys who got into the first Dynasty League with me, they're chiming in and they're like, no, I was hesitant, you know, first. We haven't even played yet. Just after the draft, I'll never play in a non-IDP league again. See, that was me. That was the same. See, for years, it, I got into fantasy with guys I worked with, just mm-hmm. work leagues, you know, small leagues. We grew to 12 teams, um, offensive only, and then we switched over. And I was like, after I found out about IDP my second year, I was like, hey, guys, we got to try this. And they're like, okay. And I was like, okay, just think about it. And I every week, I was every day, I was telling them this, that, and the other. And they're kind of like me, and they're like, you know what, let's do it. And that first year, we we didn't even test it. We just jumped in full. Yeah. We went from offensive only dynasty to full IDP dynasty with it. Yeah. And man, I'm telling you, every one of them have been have come back and told me, "Thank you for suggesting this. This is the best thing, fancy wise." And I was the same way. Once I got my taste of IDP, I didn't want anything else. Now I keep a few of them for that experience, offensive only leagues. But man, when it, what's my favorite? IDP, and it ain't even close, man. So love that. Thank you for trying to grow the community, man. That's huge. I love that. Yeah, it's one of my goals. Make it a little bit more of the mainstream. It's going to be tough, but I know little by little, um, guys like you and I and, you know, Jordan, IDP Army, we're all going to start making waves. Yeah, Jordan's making some huge waves, man. He's working his ass off. So, yeah, I, I try to promote all his stuff, all your stuff. If I miss it, say, hey, Dunny, I got something out there. Promote this, and I'll, I'll get it on there for you, man. I love it. And I'm always uh, shouting out your stuff, too. I mean, IDP Nation, that was one of the first, you know, IDP podcasts I really ever listened to. So, yeah, I'm, Thank uh, you. you guys were some trendsetters, that's for sure. Thank you. Appreciate you for listening. Thank you for uh, <laughs> promoting us and all that good stuff. Um, we, j- I mean, that's our goal. I mean, we were just two big dummies that loved IDP and – we just wanted to help everybody. I mean, and, and that's kind of how I feel about it. My leagues, I want to play against the best. Yeah. I want to play against the best. Maybe I suck. I don't know. Maybe I do. But 
when I win, I want to know that I beat some of the best there is. So, you know, even if you're in my league, I'm not afraid to ask me a question. I'll I'll help you out. Even if it hurts my team, I will help you. I'll be like, no, this is what you need to do. This is the move you need to make. This is a guy you need to be picking up. Uh, It's just how I am. I I like, I'm so passionate about it. I love it. Um, I want to see it grow like you are. So when I see people like you and Jordan come on and promote it, it's, it's a big thing coming. It's a big thing coming. It's a tidal wave that nobody sees coming and it's fixing to wipe them out. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm that, uh, what's his name? The, the popular surfer, Kelly, Kelly uh, Slater. Yeah. Kelly Slater. You know, I'm fixing to grab that freaking shark by its tail and ride it all the way home. So yeah, love it. Uh, it's coming. we got some big things coming and guys like you with this, and Jordan with his stuff and so many others, man, it's it's just great and I love it. Yeah. Well, on that note, why don't we uh, why don't we put a bow on this and wrap it up and uh, tell everybody where to find you at? Shoo, man, you can find me everywhere. Um, everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Hollywood Titan. Um, you can follow me, of course, at IDP Nation on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Devi IDP Grind on Twitter. You can follow me on Reddit at King Titan One in the IDP Devi stuff. Um, like I said, IDP Nation podcast, the Devi IDP Grind podcast. And in case you don't know what that is, that's a podcast dedicated to college IDP, which is really hardcore. That's the next thing that's coming that's fixing to knock you people out. So yeah. um, we're doing player interviews over there. Uh, I'm breaking down a lot of stuff. So go check those out. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, we have a group I think you're in, the Any Any Given Sunday group, which is amazing. So much stuff going on there. And then most importantly, you can find me at IDP Guys. That's where I do all my writings. I do a top 500 combined rankings, offense and defensive players. I've got a top 100 IDP Debbie only rankings. Uh, we're doing the draft magazine. Um, man, so many things going on right now. I'm not hard to find. Um, it may take me a minute to respond to you, so don't discourage if I don't respond right away because I'm so many places, but I'll get back to you. Like I said, feel free. Hit me up. Questions, trades, um, you know, just curiosities, settings, anything you want, just don't be afraid to hit me up, and I'll help you out, man. Love it. Love it. Everybody, thanks for listening in. Whoever was here live and everybody listening on replay or podcast, make sure you go follow Hollywood everywhere at Hollywood Titan and make sure (laughs) following me on Apple Podcasts. Go follow Fantasy Football Hustler. Go subscribe. Go subscribe on YouTube, Fantasy Football Hustler, and go check out FantasyFootballHustler.com. Go get signed up. Let's get in the league together. That's right. That's the bottom line because Hollywood said so. Oh, we'll do better than that. How about this one? That's right. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Later. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, when it grind, get yeah, I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the genie of the lamp. Well, this is the gift I was given, so I just live out my hustle.
make sense, but don't make a profit. It's all a hustle, ladies and homies. Make money, make money, money, money. Okay, let's go smoke that joint. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.